Welcome to the High Frequency Females podcast. I'm Tiana Walker and I want to thank you for tuning in and as always thank you for taking the time for yourself. If you're here on this journey with us it's because you want to raise your vibration and live the life you want and the life that you deserve. With that in mind it means we all need to heal, face our shadow selves and educate ourselves so we can become the people we've always wanted to be. This podcast is a collaboration of inspiring and empowering women and human beings who will help us along in our journey. I'm not going to pretend I'm perfect because I'm on this journey with you and I'm going to keep it real as I know I'll screw things up along the way with you. And hey, we're all human, right? Well, I guess we're all spiritual beings having a human experience, but hey, that's woo-woo for you. This space is completely free of judgment and is full of acceptance and healing. So take what you need, leave what you don't, and enjoy the High Frequency Females podcast. Hello, all you high frequency females and human beings. Today, I am joined by Kim. Now, Kim is the owner and founder of Artemis Rise, Far North Queensland's women and girls self-defense. Not only does Kim do amazing things here in Far North Queensland, such as workshops, classes and private lessons, but if you jump over to her social media, she does videos of how to protect yourself and reels and stuff. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world, you're going to learn from her check out the show notes you'll be able to connect with her there but Kim is all about empowering women and teen girls with the tools and knowledge to defend themselves now after speaking with Kim I definitely feel quite confident um, of my skills and I think I'm going to join one of her classes myself now we do discuss where women are their strongest so stay tuned for that I'm going to give you a hint It's the thighs. Anyway, have a listen. Leave us a review because I'd love to know what your thoughts are about what we create here on High Frequency Females. So enjoy today's episode. So self-defense. It's something that I think all women need to know. At some point in their life, they're going to come in contact with some random aggressive person that you might just have to defend yourself. So Kim, how did you get into, you know, self-defense? Yeah. The other thing too is that it's not always the creepy, aggressive attacker on the street that often it's often – I'm sorry, I repeated that a little bit. It's often people you know as well. So yeah. those creeps that are someone that you work with or a friend of a friend who like to push on your boundaries and it's not exactly – attacking you but they're definitely invading your personal space and I like to teach self-defense that's also used to you know get them off you You know if they're a bit creepy and like you just want to push them off but you don't really want to eye gouge them because I guess like when I think about it you always think in your head oh it's going to be when I'm walking down the street you don't actually think of that so that's a great Mm -hmm. point that you've pointed out because I would have never thought of that either I never thought about it either and I know the statistics in America is I think 76% of attacks on women is by someone they know. Yeah. So domestic violence. Domestic violence, um, bosses, work colleagues, family, friends, family. Yeah. Um, And it's not always the person on the street. So that's why I really like to teach self-defense that ranges from really violent to just not super violent because maybe you don't want to eye gouge your boss. 
or, or you do. Or you do. If they're a creep. Yeah, it depends. <laughs> depends how far they push on your boundaries. But um, I got into self-defense because I was kind of raised with the, you can't walk home from school, you're going to get kidnapped. You can't go to a party, you're going to get raped. You don't walk down the streets at night. Do not hike by yourself. So I always grew up like terrified all the time. And then my partner is FIFO. So he works away and I was home alone at night, terrified. And I remember listening to some podcasts where I heard a lot of guys say, my daughter does jujitsu, my wife does jujitsu. If I have a daughter, my wife, you know, they're going to do jujitsu. So I was like, okay, this seems like the best thing for self-defense. I'm going to go in there and give it a go. And then I got addicted to it. Um, But I did it primarily for self-defense, not for the sport in itself. Um, Because when I thought about it, the thought of laying on the ground with like a man between my legs would be the absolute worst thing that could ever happen to me. And I wouldn't know how to fight them at that point. Mm -hmm. But with jujitsu, if a guy's between your legs, he's fucked. Man, that it's... Jiu-jitsu is guard and no guard. And yeah. guard is when someone's between your legs and that's when you're most dangerous. Yeah. Like there's a lot of things you can do with your legs. You can choke them, you can break their arms, you can just push them, get away, kick them in the face. So that's where I got into jiu-jitsu. And I always wanted to teach women self-defense because I really hate women getting attacked and assaulted all the time. I did some research on TikTok last night and I was watching all these videos and I started crying because it was just all these women telling me these horrible stories and I was like I was just so sick of it like I just got angry um so I was like if I can just help one or two women you know learn to defend themselves and if that just saves one person I'm happy yeah so and I just wanted to yeah I just wanted women to also be confident to not be terrified all the time and to know that they could defend themselves if they had to at least they had tools to try and not just know nothing yeah, definitely. Because I know we spoke about it the other day that I did it when I was a teenager and it was, even if it was just the confidence to know that I could do something, sort of changes the outcome drastically. Yeah. Because if I had someone was attacking me and I was scared and didn't know what to mm-hmm. do, that outcome would be a lot different than me being confident as yeah. well. So how, have you ever been in a situation where you've had to protect yourself? Not necessarily. So while I was at schoolies, we were chased by a group of guys and we just ran and hid in the bushes outside some random hotel and nothing ever happened. Um, Otherwise, I've only ever had, you know, um, a guy grab my ass and a guy sort of invade invade my personal, like, sort of hug or grab me, but I've never actually been attacked, But that just makes you angry because essentially that's still an attack. Mm -hmm. If someone is touching you and your space... Without consent. (laughs) Exactly. That is an attack. And I get annoyed at myself too because at the time I wasn't like, you can't touch me, like, this is my space. Instead, I was like, I have a boyfriend, you can't do that. And my defence was that... I am owned by my boyfriend, therefore you can't touch me. Yeah. Instead of just saying like, no, you don't have right to touch me. Yeah. Um, so I always look back at that and that's why I want to work with young teenage girls because they, like I wasn't taught that, yeah. that to be like, no, it's your body, your rights. And 100%. if you don't want someone to touch you, you tell them that instead of being like, oh no, I have a boyfriend, you can't touch me, yeah. which is what I've heard a lot of people sort of said the same thing. Well, I know, like, I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. And, like, even as an 18, 19-year-old going out, it was like, no, I've got a boyfriend. Yeah, even instead of just saying, no, no, fuck off. It could even just be someone's, oh, do you want a drink? I'll be like, no, I've got a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. 
where I should have just had that confidence of being able to say no. So I just think what you are wanting to achieve with young women is incredibly powerful, especially because imagine if we got that message when we were younger. What a difference it would have made. A hundred percent. I'd also like to point out, I wonder how many of us have put on a fake engagement ring while going out. So many people. I know a lot of women who have because somehow you put on a fake engagement ring and then men respect you they don't respect you they respect the man they think you're with I know a lot of us I've done it myself like you just put whatever ring you've got on you whack it on that finger in hopes that they think that don't look too close because it's not an engagement ring or whatever but you got a ring and you know that's that shouldn't be like that so it's good that you know you're doing that so if someone is wanting to get into self-defense like where should they look especially here in Cairns well, if you're here in Cairns, I do run regular workshops and then casual classes. So the workshops are the best because it's three and a half hours and I go through from the very start of like standing, wrist release, not getting pushed all the way down to the ground on what to do if they're, just, you know, in between your legs, if they're sitting on you, if they're choking you, they're punching you, that sort of thing. Um, and then I do the casual classes, which are more like just refreshing the skills because honestly self-defense is a perishable skill Mm -hmm. and like cpr if you don't do cpr every year you won't remember how to do it properly when you need it Mm -hmm. so i think doing it regularly helps um but aside from workshops and classes i think the biggest thing women should do is brazilian jiu-jitsu and saying that they call it the gentle art but i'll be brutally honest it's not gentle it's rough and it's uncomfortable um it is really good for you though because you learn to be comfortable in the uncomfortable because like I think it's better to experience a guy between your legs or sitting on top of you and squishing you for the first time in a gym and learning how to fight there than having it happen to you the very first time on the street. And not only are you trying to defend yourself, but you're also weirded out by Mm -hmm. that close contact, whereas jiu-jitsu, you're used to fighting like that. Um, But then my next best thing is that if jiu-jitsu is really not your thing, you just don't like it, is Muay Thai, kickboxing. Not boxing. I really, I don't want to offend anyone, but I really get annoyed when people do say, Join boxing for self-defense. We have boxing classes for self-defense because the brutal honesty is you cannot outbox a guy. Yes. You'll punch a guy in the face. At most, maybe you'll break his nose mm-hmm. and then he'll punch you and knock you out and then you can't defend yourself because you're knocked unconscious. Yeah. Whereas at least Muay Thai, you've got knees, elbows, kicks. Even just a lead teep will keep pushing someone away. It's so much better than just trying to yeah. outbox someone. Yeah, definitely. And being that you're a woman and there are a lot of people that are in the industry, what makes it different to have a female instructor versus a man? There's a few things. The biggest thing I find is the fact that I truly understand what it feels like to be scared. Um, But also I look at other instructors and a lot of them are there, you know, I'm guessing someone's weight here, but they kind of look like the 80, 90 kilo men. Yeah. A lot of things will work for an 80 or 90 kilo man. Yeah. They're strong, they're big. Um, and yeah, the, the move might work for them, but is it going to work on a small female? So while I am quite tall, I, w- I won't lie, I'm a, I'm a very tall person, not extremely tall, but yeah. Um, but I am only 58 kilos. So I'm not particularly heavy um, and I'm not particularly large. And I think if it's going to work for me, it's going to work for most women. Yes. Whereas if something works for an 80 kilo man, that move is not going to work for me because I do not have the strength or power that that man has. Yeah, 100%. And yeah. like the when I did the self-defense course, it was a man instructor. Yeah. I did learn a lot, but there was things that I would never have been able to do with yeah. my height, my weight. I wouldn't be able to move my body 
yeah. the way he did and also get the power behind the strikes mm-hmm. and, you know, for a female. So it's good to be able to have someone like you that knows what power we do have, how we move our bodies, how our structure, how our thinking works as yep. well because even how we react to a man is very different than a man probably thinks yeah. how we would react yeah. as well. And the good thing about jiu-jitsu is that, you know, in boxing and even Muay Thai, if the person is bigger than you, you really have fuck all chances of beating them in a fight. But with jiu-jitsu, it's quite not uncommon for a smaller person to beat a bigger person. Yeah. Um, when you're the same skill level, just say you're both black belts, mm-hmm. most likely the bigger guy is probably going to win. Mm-hmm. But if you're, you know, a purple belt and you're small and the guy on the street is a white belt, um, you're, you're going to fuck them up, to be honest. Yeah. I'm 58 kilos and every single week I fight men who are – 60 to 80 kilos, mm-hmm. they get to tap me out. And they yeah. try hard. They don't go easy on me because I'm a girl. I actually feel like I have a target on the back most of the time because yeah. I'm a coach, I'm a blue belt, I'm, I'm a female, and they're young, they're young men. So yeah. they're 14 to 28, and they try hard to tap me out. Like, they're rough. They try really hard. Yeah. They get to get me. <laughs> they get to get yeah, me. But I, I I'm choking them out. Yeah, good, yeah, I good. get them in triangles all the time. They keep me. The good thing about jujitsu is you trick them into shit. Yeah. So they keep making the same mistake, and I trick them into triangles, and I don't tell them what they're doing wrong. Right. <laughs> my bo- my coach is like, you should teach them, Kim, and I'm like, mm, they can learn on their own. I'll just keep choking. And them I want to win more than them learning. <laughs> I like to say I'm not a competitive person, but when it comes to jujitsu, I am horribly competitive. Like yeah. my my coach has been angry with me before because I've put myself in physical danger just to win a match at the gym. Yeah. It's not even a competition. It's just a match at the gym and I've almost hurt myself to yeah. n- not lose. Yeah. yeah. So you said that women are quite powerful with their legs. Yes. So we want to get down and dirty with this and how the hell that a woman <laughs> could squeeze the crap out of a man <laughs> so we can get some power back and defend ourselves. So with legs, it is the triangle choke. Yeah. And my favourite thing is when a guy looks at a triangle choke and goes, oh, they're not going to work. And then you put them in one and they tap pretty yeah. fucking quick. Like you should see the look on their faces when I squeeze on a triangle choke. Yeah. Um, our legs are so much stronger than our arms. Um, yeah. So a triangle choke is essentially, oh God, it's hard to explain. It's such a visual thing. But sort of your legs kind of make the shape of a triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, your knee kind of like, bites in on one side of the neck mm-hmm. their one arm is in one arm is out mm-hmm. and their shoulder mm-hmm. sort of chokes them and your knee and you like lock mm-hmm. it up yeah and yeah they pretty much they can breathe so they think they're not being choked but there's no blood going to their brain so oh, if they don't yeah. tap normally within 10 seconds maybe 20 seconds if it's not tight enough they go they go to sleep okay so you're saying we have to hold it for 30 to 40 seconds if mm-hmm. we're in danger yeah, just yeah. to be sure yes Okay, so if you hold it for long enough, mm-hmm. they'll they'll die, and I obviously can't recommend that. But you if know, you're attacking. Just if you're practicing at home, be careful. Don't hold it on your partner for a very long time. But if you're being attacked, all fair game. Fair game. I feel. Well, if they're trying to kill you and you're somewhere secluded, yep. I feel like you asked for it. Yeah, definitely. I think pretty sure I'd have to double check, but I was told by a firefighter that uh, what is it called? Is it lethal defence? The defence where you kill someone is legal in Queensland. Oh, great. So if you kill someone in matters of self-defence, especially with choking someone to death isn't a weapon. 
okay, it's your yeah. body. Yeah. So it's equal force. And if you kill someone while defending yourself, I'm pretty sure it's legal in Queensland, whereas as New South Wales, I think, it's not legal. So disclaimer, just maybe check that online first too yeah, before check, you just yeah, check yeah. someone out. This is not legal of us. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like quote me to the cops, get a lawyer. <laughs> So, okay, so say, you know, you have a creepy boss or something that, you know, is constantly touching you or, mm-hmm. you know, is trying to touch your chest or something. Is there anything that can we can do to be like, hey, stop, but they're not yeah. stopping? What do we do there? Well, normally the first step is to do a verbal boundary and that is saying something like, you know, just say every time you come into work they hug you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they could be creeps or maybe they just – they're a hugger and they don't realise. So I always start with a verbal boundary and that is stating the behaviour, how it makes you feel and what you want the outcome to be. So you may be turning around to your boss and being like, hey, I don't know when you thought it was okay to come and hug me every single day. I don't really like it. It makes me feel really uncomfortable. I would appreciate it if you stopped hugging me. Mm -hmm. And how he responds pretty much tells you what you need to know about him. If he responds with like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't realise I was making you uncomfortable I thought you enjoyed it, like, yeah. Um, and he stops, then that's a good thing. Yeah. If he tries to make you feel like you're in the wrong, like, um, like you're crazy, like, yeah. Why wouldn't you want my hugs? What's wrong with you? Oh my god, you're such a frigid. You're or, so you're so uptight. Or it's nothing. It's, it's nothing. Just a hug. You're such an overreaction. Yeah. That's a sign that they really don't have respect for you, and you should be very careful if you're alone with them because that's literally stage two of an attack. Yeah. Um, Because if they know you, they don't outright attack you. They do it in tiny, tiny steps, kind of like grooming. Yeah. So they see how far they can push your boundaries and they'll keep pushing and pushing and pushing until it's really, really far. Yeah. And then the next step is, I guess, if he keeps hugging you, is the you start to defend, but I guess not in a super violent way. So that would be like creepy hug defense where you have a nice, good frame, shove it into their throat and they push. They have to let go. They have to give you space because it, it's horribly uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and then if beyond then they actually attack you, then you use proper force. Yeah. Break his arm if you have to, choke him out, and then seriously look at getting a new job. No job is worth it. Or calling it. the police too. Call the police too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get them arrested. <laughs> Get them in trouble. Yeah. I'm sick of men being protected all the time. 100%. But it's hard because, you know, women are ridiculed when they come forward and they're judged and – well, what were you wearing to work? Are you sure you weren't flirting with him? Mm-hmm. Um, that disgusts me. Bullshit. If anyone is listening and you need backup, I'll take you to the police <laughs> station myself and I'll be your strength and your stone because I will make them listen and I'll make yeah. the police listen hard. Yeah. So I'm that person at my retail job where if someone is being a creep, um, we have like a secret code and we'll ask about a random product and mm-hmm. then we swap customers and I deal with them because – a lot of the females I work with will just kind of take the creepy behaviour. So mm-hmm. I take over that customer and I literally will just tell them the fuck off. Even yeah. if it means we lose their sale, yeah. I'll tell them the fuck off. Because and then, your safety is more mm-hmm. and your staff safety. And I know I've worked in retail before and places that, are, you know, you do get some weirdos yeah. in. But, you know, the safety of your staff and the yep. people around you are way more important than a customer. Yeah. And my favourite thing too is when I do that and they go, oh, I'm going to call your boss. And I'm like, Please do. Even better, come speak to him in person because he's my dad and he'll like to talk to you out the back. But a good boss will, regardless if it's your dad, will always have your back. The best thing about my boss is that if you try to hurt me and my boss caught you, he would fucking fuck you up big time because he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. 
and he's a man who would stand up for a woman and protect the yeah. woman. If he was walking down the street and saw a woman getting attacked, yeah. he would intervene. Oh, 100. My partner has, you know, actually been in an altercation before where he's protected two women and yeah. it was six versus one. Yeah. You know, it wasn't great odds for him because he ended no. up in hospital. But, you know, there are men out there that are safe. So, yeah. you know, there are men that, you know, we don't want yeah. to be damsels in distress either. Yeah. But, you know, it is a good thing for those women that are out there raising men to yeah. really create that environment where they feel strong enough to speak up against women violence. Yeah. That's the other thing I wanted to point out is that, Sometimes when you talk about women's self-defence and mm. assholes, you sort of get seen as a man basher. Mm. I am not a man or, basher. Or, or a feminist as well <laughs> yeah. because I know it doesn't matter if it's like rights or, you know, fighting men, whatever, to protect ourselves. We get ridiculed. Do yeah. you feel that? Yeah. I always, yeah. Sometimes I talk about self-defence and they're like, you talk as if all men are awful. I'm like, no, they're not. Like, I know heaps of guys. I've worked with more men than I have with women. Mm-hmm. I train a lot of guys. I work, I like I train with guys. I coach guys. And for the most part, they're all really good people who would stand up for me or stand up for many women. I guess a lot of guys I know too also have daughters and they would go, well, if it was my daughter... I would want them to step up and protect yeah, her. Definitely. And I know my brother as well would 100% stand up as well. Mm-hmm. So it's good to be surrounded and celebrate those people that are doing the right thing. And I think they are – I'd like to think they are the majority, but who knows. Yeah. And I guess it could be hard because, you know, sometimes they those good ones are around – their mates that would ridicule them too Mm -hmm. which sometimes do stop them from speaking out and I know friends that are like I should have done something I should have done something and I guess that's a big learning thing for them to be like yeah you made that mistake and didn't stand up for someone now but in the future this is your lesson to know that okay this is a turning point for the future you will stand up for those people and women yeah so what other tips have you got Oh, there's so many tips. Okay, someone <laughs> grabs you from behind and bear hugs you. That is a hard one. That's like really you always want to try and face your attacker or in any yeah. martial arts sports, always face them. that's one that scares the shit out of me. Yeah, and that's the thing about practising situational awareness. Um, but mm-hmm. there is a good move where you um, – if you can, depending on where they grab you and how strong they are, there is a move where you can actually reach down, sweep their leg out – and basically what you do is you sit on their knee and break their leg. That's oh, always a good one because once their knee is broken, they're not chasing you. doesn't matter, I guess, probably if they even if they cracked out. If your knee's broken, you're not walking. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I like to talk about situational awareness. And, you know, it sucks as a female always hearing, look out for your surroundings, look out for your surroundings. Like it's all on you to constantly mm-hmm. be on alert. But I do like to talk about, you know, you don't always have to be on alert. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you need... You need there to be a bad person around and you need there to be, you know, the appropriate location for that sort of thing to happen. Like you could be in Woolies looking at apples and the dude five metres away from you could be a serial murderer and rapist. Mm -hmm. But you're safe. You're in the middle of Woolies. Yeah. It's very rare to be attacked in the middle of Woolies. I mean, someone may be cracked out and start attacking everyone. But in general, like some guy's not going to rape you in Woolies. So you're pretty free to just chill and relax and not have to be constantly on edge. I do keep an eye on my handbag, though, because children yeah. these days like to steal handbags yeah. out of trolleys. They do. So, <laughs> say, for example, like when you say situational awareness, I guess, like, look, 
where I work, Mm -hmm. you know, at night, it can be a bit scary. So in those points, that's where I don't wear my headphones when I Mm -hmm. leave the office. I make sure that, you know, I can hear everything around. So if someone runs up behind me, I can actually hear them and will turn around and can face them. I also make sure I always have one hand free. At all times, usually my strongest hand. Yeah. At least, not that I can punch hard, but at least I can grab or swipe or scratch or whatever I need to do. Yeah. Um, so I'm always, you know. Always ready. Re- yeah, for those yeah. sort of things. Like when it comes to shopping centres and underground car parks and you're scared, ask a security guard. For the most part, they will happily walk you to your car or walk you halfway, um, you know. But when you're somewhere where there is no one around or there's no security – there's, you know, walk to your car as quick as you can. But the biggest thing to not do is to look down at your phone and sort of hunch over. You know that look yeah. where you look scared? Mm-hmm. To a perpetrator, you are the perfect target because you're not paying attention. You seem meek. You seem like you're not really going to put up a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you see a guy mm-hmm. in the underground car park and he's creepy, the best thing you can do is drop your shoulders, look up, look confident and look directly, like look him in the eyes. Yeah. Um, women don't like to do that because they think that's an invitation. You yeah. know, you look a guy in the eyes and he's going to come talk to you. Mm-hmm. But that's not often the case with these guys. You look him in the eyes and it's sort of more of a, I see you, mm-hmm. you're not sneaking up on me. Yeah. Um, and that sort of confidence in most parts actually prevents a lot of attacks because they don't mm-hmm. want someone confident. They don't want someone that's going to put up a fight because they want quick and quiet. Definitely. They don't want someone who's going to put up a big fight because yeah. – that's going to draw attention and they don't want to be caught. A hundred percent. Like, like yeah. I said, I walk with one hand free and if there is a creepy person, I do look them directly in the eye. Mm-hmm. I stand up straight. I try and make myself look as big as possible that I can. I even sometimes clench my fist. Yeah. And so they know that yeah. I'm I'll, ready. <laughs> I'll even say things like, you right, mate? Yeah. Can I help you? Yeah. Like just that sort of bogan accent. So you yeah. sound like a rough, yeah. a rough person, but... Yeah. yeah. No, I, you know, I worked in Mount Sheridan Plaza and I'm not shitting on that sort of area, but it could be scary at night. Yeah. And I remember as a staff member, you're not allowed to park up close. So you actually have to park really far away if you're a staff member. Yeah. Um, and I used and to that's a lot of people in shopping centres, in retails. especially around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And that's when people are stressed out about money. It's probably a, a more likely time that someone will attack you yeah. because they're trying to fulfil their needs, whether financially yeah. or whatever. So it's all women yeah. that uh, retail. Yeah, sort of and that's why I learned to fight because I was always terrified walking to yeah. my car. And like speaking of good guys out there, shout out to Dale from um, Jack Lee's Bakehouse. Yeah. I was walking to my car. It was like 8 o'clock at night because we had a plumbing incident and I was about to walk out and he's like, I'm going to walk you to your car. Oh, great. Because, yeah, he he has two daughters and I at the time was probably 20 years old, 21, Mm -hmm. and he's like, I'm going to walk you to your car. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to let you walk out there by yourself. So shout out to Dale. (laughs) Go Dale. (laughs) He's a good guy. Yeah. And, you know, they are – and that's what I always say is always celebrate those people – as well because yeah. you know that's going to have a flow on effect probably to his children and the men around him as well yeah to lead by example so yeah there's just so many crazy things and you have a million stories of you know people that have needed to protect themselves um yeah we won't share all of them because some of them are really fucked up yeah one was really fucked up but it's not my story to share but, so I feel bad but yeah. it, it shocked me that something like that would happen in Cairns and it wasn't spoken about Yeah, definitely. But it's something coming up that's really amazing that you're going to be doing to help women that are going to schoolies or young teenagers, which is incredible. Yeah, so it's not fully announced yet, 
But um, sorry, Kim, if I'm announcing this too early. But um, Kim Darby from Sister Rides Collective or Yaya Sisterhood, she works with empowering young girls. Mm-hmm. And um, I hit her up about doing a collaboration for a workshop. So we want to do a workshop for girls who are graduating year 12 this year. Mm-hmm. And most of them will be going to schoolies, but not even schoolies. The next year or next couple of years is going to be filled with a lot of parties, a lot of dating, a lot of just getting out there in the real world. And I want to give them the tools that I didn't have at that young age, Mm -hmm. Um, especially since personally, my little sister is graduating year 12 this year. And I am like terrified of her going to schoolies. I sort of want to be like, you're not going to schoolies, but we all went to schoolies, so we can't tell her that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we want to focus on teaching them not just self-defense, but consent and boundaries. Mm -hmm. Which is really important because like consent and those boundaries, you know, that's where mm-hmm. a, someone that is prone to attacking someone is going to take advantage because yep. a lot of the time it is situational and it is about opportunity. Yeah. And not even just guys attacking you, but those douchebags that are like, come on, come on. Oh, don't, you know, you want to. Like, yeah. you know, the nagging. Yeah. That's what I hate the most. Yeah. And when, I hate it when girls give into it. And yeah. I want to give them that confidence to be like, no, I don't want to. Yeah. Like, I don't have to. Yeah. I don't have to prove nothing to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's so important, especially, you know, because at schoolies and parties and toolies. Toolies are the worst. Oh, and pushing themselves on and taking advantage of young women because they are older. Yeah, they're naive. Um, they don't really have that life experience. And they don't have that confidence. Like I remember being that age and just being desperate for the approval of a guy. Whereas now I'm like, fuck off, I don't have anything to approve to you. But at that age it would have been like, oh, this guy likes me. Yeah. You know? Craziness. Or feeling like, you know, that you can't say no because what if they force themselves on you and you don't know how to stop that? Well, I want them to know how to stop that. Yeah. And I know we were speaking about the other day about like drink spiking and that sort of stuff and I'm sick of hearing about it on the Cairns girls advice page not that I'm sick of hearing about it I'm sick of it happening it's even on the national one and I'm also in an international like worldwide uh women's group as well and it happens so frequently it happens like every day and it's disgusting that it's still happening like it annoys me because there are a lot of preventions now um Mm -hmm. so I promote the scrunchie that you pull it out and it's like a drink cover and just has a hole for you to draw. That's great. But you can also buy these big rolls of stickers and you put the sticker over your cup and you poke a hole in it for your straw. Mm -hmm. And I personally think every bar should have that. 100%. I'm pretty sure Gilligan's and all that, they make enough money to afford to buy that. And I think they should. Definitely. Because the amount of women I know who have been spiked in cans, it's a lot, so I think it would make a big difference if every single drink come with oh, a cover. Stuff. And have you or seen even offer it for fifty cents? Yeah. Well, have you seen the um, guys that have actually developed that nail polish that yeah. when you put your finger in it, you can tell if your drink has been spiked or not? That's crazy. We shouldn't have to do that. But we shouldn't have to do anything, but unfortunately, yeah, we need to learn to protect ourselves. And self defense is so much more than just fighting. Yeah, and that's why in my workshops, I don't just teach the physical self-defense because that is majorly important but I'd also teach boundary setting and just the psychology behind an attack because with every attack there's normally four phases yeah what are the four phases well for a stranger attack the first phase well it's been a while since I've gone over this phase one is isolation yes so just getting you isolated and that is the most important time to fight because as soon as you're in isolation I'm not gonna say you're fucked but it's a lot worse when you're in isolation. There's a lot less chance of bystander intervention, mm-hmm. which is your big saver for most times. 
phase two is sort of wearing you down and getting you really oh sorry it's not four phases it's three phase two is just wearing you down getting you tired taking all the fight out of you letting Mm -hmm. you struggle until you can't fight anymore Mm -hmm. and then phase three is the attack okay all right. That so I teach what self-defense moves to use in phase one, yes. which type of moves to use in phase two, and even teach in phase three. It doesn't matter how far along mm-hmm. the attack they are, you can still fight and you can still get out. Don't don't ever give up. Yeah. If your life depends on it, yeah, don't give up. So that's where – so when you're getting tired, what do they do to make you exhaust? Pretty much women, when they don't know how to fight, they'll just throw punches and kicks and – They'll just sort of stand there and pin you down or mm-hmm. sort of weather through it knowing that it's just going to tire you out. Yeah. So that's why I teach self-defense moves that gets you away from them without using a lot of power or strength and that way you're not wearing yourself out. Yeah. Um, I even teach like there's a really good defense for getting out um, when a guy's between your legs and it, they're all energy efficient ways. Yeah. So I like teaching that because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to wear you out. And, you know, just in the odd chance that you can't escape because they just have you pinned, the biggest thing to think is, okay, right now they have me pinned. Mm-hmm. They're not hurting me. They're not choking me. They're not moving on with the assault because they're too busy pinning me mm-hmm. and you can't move and none of your self-defense moves are working. Stop. That's the one time I say stop fighting. Save your energy. Yeah. Um, I even say mock surrender. So it's kind of – Like faking it? Faking it. So turn around and literally – because if they're holding on to – like just say they got your hips pinned and you can't do any of your escape moves, you can't escape, yeah. they've got you really pinned, don't waste your energy, keep trying to do it. Literally just relax and sort of keep your hands up because you don't want your hands like all the way down where they could then throw a punch at you. Yeah. But then sort of be like, you know, really convincingly be like, okay, I give up, I'm not going to do anything, just do whatever you want, please don't hurt me. Yeah. And the second they release that control, that's when you escape. Yeah. Like, you yeah. don't have to stay true to your word, fuck them. Yeah. Kick them in the face. Yeah. Yeah. And just run. Yeah. Try and run. It's Because yeah. it's a lot of it is creating that distance between. It's creating distance. Um, so the things I teach is that um, – you either want to be far enough away that they can't strike you yeah. or so close that they can't strike you, which is yeah. really hard to teach women who haven't done jiu-jitsu, yeah. is that if they're punching you, mm-hmm. you either want to stay out of the range of their punches mm-hmm. or you want to be that close, you're basically bear-hugging them. Mm-hmm. And that's it's such a horrible idea to think that you want to intentionally go that close to them. Yeah. But in the honesty of it is that once you're that close to them and you're touching them, you're wrapped around them in a bear hug, yeah. they can probably get one or two punches on you, but they're like a two out of ten. Mm-hmm. They're not going to hurt you. You might get a, the odd bruise, but they're not going to knock you out. Yeah. Whereas if you stay within range, they're yeah. going to knock you out. So it's all about distance. You're either so close or you're so far away. Yeah. And I teach that how to get in and out, how to get in without getting hurt, yeah. and then how to push away. Yeah. So with that third phase, can you repeat the third phase? The third phase was the attack. So the attack. The actual, the yeah. actual, so like, the assault. And then what happens so that so you want to try and knock it out at two, don't you? Ideally one. One. You want to, yes. yeah. The very first thing I teach is how to not be isolated. Okay. So that's um, how to not get pushed into an alleyway or a public bathroom or even just a room at a party. Yeah. You know, how to not get pushed into isolation, how to not be pulled into isolation. Yeah. And Probably like seven different types of wrist releases. Yeah. So okay. So someone grabs your wrist mm-hmm. and you're walking the other direction. Is there a quick like yeah, yeah, way yeah. of just? Yep. Do, how do you get out of that? There's so many different ways. It depends which way they grab you. Okay. There's like normal 
and then there's two on one, two on two, like two hands on two hands. Yeah. Whether they've got you, if your hands are up high and it's called like an inverted yeah. grip, but that's not normally used in attack. That's normally used more in domestic violence, more them trying yeah, to control. Because yeah. um, there's been multiple times where I've been out and someone's grabbed my wrist mm-hmm. and I just yanked it out as yeah. quick as I can because they weren't, I think I must have shocked them because I'm like, don't touch me. Yeah. But I guess I was just lucky that their hand opening was the way I yeah. was going. So I teach leverage. So not yanking your arm away, but, um, oh, God, I, t- I need video. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> you move in an angle where you're putting almost, like, your elbow to their forearm and it yeah. doesn't matter how strong they are. It's just it's just science. Your body cannot grip a certain way when it's moved. Yeah. Um, and I've had several big guys. I've been like, grab me so hard you're going to bruise me. I don't care. Yeah. And I've busted out of every single one of them. Yeah. That'd be amazing yeah. to put on your your Instagram just to do those moves because like yeah I, I have a bunch of them filmed yeah um, I haven't put them all up them. yet yeah. I just feel bad my poor partner looks like an absolute douchebag there's no. so many videos <laughs> of him just attacking me he even puts on hoodies to like get the vibe yeah. of creep no so you should definitely I'm get constantly him. like maybe I pull out my phone I'm like. Attack me and we'll film it. I think you need to get like a hoodie that says, I'm not a creep. This is example only. So people know that it's not not real. (laughs) And the funny thing is I could almost make a blooper reel of my dog running in to protect me all the time. Yeah. Yeah, Because I have a staffie. So every single time he runs in, like, what are you doing to mum? Well, I was listening to the radio the other day and they had a police officer sort of on and they were talking about all the break-ins that are happening. Mm -hmm. And it's Queensland wide. It's not just far north Queensland. But... um, a lot of people think their dog's going to help. Yeah, they They're don't always. Not always help. They they had uh, one property where the video camera, they're like, oh, yeah, my dog would protect. No, when they look back, the dog just walked over, wagtail, they were patting and they broke into the house. Dogs are funny like that because there's a video in cans of like, I think it was a sausage dog. Yeah. He chased the dude out of the yard. Like who runs from a sausage dog? But my dog being a staffy. He will either go full aggressive and try and kill you or he'll be like, love me because they love humans. So it's hard to say. Yeah, Um, it is really hard to say. But I should make a reel on how to choke someone with a bed sheet. Because you can do that. Great. Yeah. So if someone attacks you in your bed, you can choke them with your own bed sheet. Well, I did try to. Or their t-shirt. I tried to do one with a t-shirt that I saw on TikTok. It just didn't work for me. (laughs) Yeah, well, I probably should. This is my famous line. I shouldn't have shown my um, partner the video before I did it. Yeah. Because he defended it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The best thing about self defense is hoping that they don't know how to fight. And in all honesty, most guys who do jiu jitsu aren't the type of guys to attack women. Yeah. Um, If they did, fuck, we'd be in a lot of trouble, to be honest. If a black belt in jiu jitsu tried to attack me, I'd be terrified. But they're not that type of people because jujitsu really weeds out those kind of people because your ego gets broken yeah several times in one night but it's a, a type of discipline and it's a way of respect yeah I feel. it's respect discipline and it's also like it's the biggest ego check there is yeah you'll go in there it doesn't matter how successful you are how attractive you are how big or strong you are you're probably going to get choked out by someone smaller than you eight times in one night yeah um i've seen boys you know full-grown massive men be choked out by a 16-year-old boy and they're like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Shame. Yeah, like it just breaks their ego and they'll either stay. And yeah, they're humbled. They either stay and learn, go, wow, this is amazing. Or their ego can't take it and they quit. 
Yeah. So it sort of weeds out the bad people. Yeah, and I guess like you guys respect your bodies so much because you do have to endure so much that I guess you have respect for, you know, the people that you are combating against as well as yourself. And the thing is too, in my gym, it's unfortunate we don't have a lot of girls that do jiu-jitsu for one for like a big chunk of time, like maybe two, three years, it was me and one other girl. Shout out to my wife, Zoe. Not my actual wife, my BJJ wife, Zoe. Yeah, nice. uh, it was and just the two a, of us. And you did a post about her recently yeah. yes, or yeah. as well. So shout um, out to Zoe. Shout out to Zoe. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just the two of us. So we fought, fought men all the time. Yeah. And, you know, all the guys in there, maybe occasionally the odd silly teenager, the men are very respectful with us. Very respectful. Never touch us inappropriately. Never make us feel uncomfortable. It's really rare to get a creep. For the most part, they're all really amazing guys. Yeah, and I guess like, you know, people that are predators, they do put themselves in places of opportunity such as like priests because people trust them or teachers because you trust them. And so, you know, they are hiding in the most unexpected places of places aren't they yeah well they're not gonna do well in a gym because the best thing about i assume most gyms are like this but in my gym if a new guy starts and he's either inappropriate or way too rough on one of the girls one of the higher belt boys will come and fuck him up that's good yeah i've had that happen i've had the purple belt boys come and get revenge for me when a white belt male was just way too rough on me when I was a white belt as well. Yeah. yeah. And I guess like that's the culture of your gym is yep. that you're all all in one and it's about respect and when yeah. someone is out of line and yeah. not respectful, they're either what? They pay for it. They pay for it regardless if they up and leave or they get fucked up. You learn the lesson pretty quickly <laughs> to be respectful to higher belts because if you're not respectful or you just be yeah. unnecessarily rough, like – you know, there's roughness to it, but like yeah. if you just unnecessarily rough, you will pay for it. Yeah. yeah. So let's go. What are your last final takeaways of what you want women to know about self defense? Mm. Do it. Do it. <laughs> yeah. It, it shocks me the amount of women that want to do it, but don't do it. And it doesn't matter where you live, there is self defense everywhere. But also be mindful with who you learn from because there's a lot of fuckery in self defense. Yeah. Um, so do your research, join a gym that has jiu-jitsu or Muay Thai, give yeah. them a go, look for self-defense classes. And if you d- if it doesn't feel right, go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. If you're getting those bad heebie-jeebie feelings because yeah. the people just are not making you feel comfortable, yeah, that's then not the leave. place to be. Yeah. And also, you know, anything they teach you, obviously practice it first, but then yeah. after you've done it a few times, try it with resistance. And if it doesn't work with resistance, it's not going to work. Yeah. I get a... I get like quite ragey sometimes when I watch videos on self-defense and it's done with no resistance and the type of move they do, I know for a fact from years of fighting that as soon as someone puts up the slightest bit of resistance, that move isn't going to work at all. Yeah. So then I get angry because I'm like, that's kind of dangerous to think, you know, that women think they can do something that they can't. Yeah. I'm very honest when I teach women like, this is your reality. This is what you can do. This isn't going to work, but this will. Yes. So yeah, jujitsu based self-defense is my personal favorite yeah um but then yeah other things give it a go amazing well thank you so much for joining us we so appreciate having you on the pod today and doing everything you should be so proud of what you're you're doing because it is so important the safety of women is important so where can the listeners find you um so i'm on instagram and facebook 
I prefer Instagram just because Facebook doesn't do too well with the reels. <laughs> um, I'm on Instagram. It's Artemis Rise. So Artemis underscore Rise. Um, and that's Artemis as in the Greek goddess Artemis. She's res- the goddess of the hunt and she is responsible for looking after young girls and maidens until they're married. I love that. I so, think it's absolutely yeah. beautiful. And soon, she's a badass. And as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh my God, is that the Greek goddess? Yeah. <laughs> and she also kept her virginity. So it's a sort oh of like, God. you know. Yeah, lovely. And I'll share all of uh, Kim's details on the show notes. So you'll definitely be able to click through there. Um, so thanks, Kim. No we worries. Love Thank and you for having me. You. <laughs> Bye. Bye.